the most healthy monitors are these with the highest possible flicker rate. Our eyes are made for movement. So the problem with glossy screens is that most people don't realize but glossy screens have a lot of reflections. And reflections make the double image on the monitor. Blue blocking glasses and blue blocking filters, they block only one wavelength on the blue light. They work like hell. <laughs> don't care what other people say. And actually, you need to say no to, and say no to a lot of things. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, keep it right here, listening to the OPP, and of course, go to naturalstacks.com. Brian Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is he's the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy's an innovator. Welcome back to the OPP. Thank you, as always, for listening and spending some time with us today. Really cool episode for you with Daniel Gorgiev, who is the creator of iris which is computer software designed to improve your eye health and your productivity uh, on the computer um, daniel is in bulgaria he has only been speaking english for one year so kudos to daniel for being able to have this sort of this level of communication and and conversation in a language that he's only been speaking for a year it's his non-native language yes he has an accent yes uh, this is sort of a warning that there are times where he's a little bit hard to understand uh, but uh, really cool software i've been using iris on my computer for uh, about a week and a half now in in prep for this and and i will continue to use it i think it's very cool software as you'll hear from daniel it's not just the blue light that we need to be worried about from our screens we're going to dive into uh, everything that you need to know about optimizing your screen for uh, protecting your eyes, protecting the health of your eyes, and of course, productivity at work. Um, a couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, last week, we had Scott Dolly on the show, and that was an amazing episode. I am really happy to have been able to connect with Scott, bring you guys that episode. On the intro for that show, I completely forgot to thank the person who made that happen, Natasha Mandel. Thank you. And I'm sorry that I forgot to give you a shout out on that one. Uh, we're doing it now. And Natasha is involved with a company called Territory Foods. If you live in the Washington, D.C. or the Los Angeles area, um, and I believe somewhere in Texas, Dallas or Houston, they have food prep and delivery services. The food is amazing. Uh, I've had it both in the D.C. area and one of my favorite places in the world, Deuce Gym, is a drop-off point, delivery point, if you're in the L.A. area. So Territory Foods, check them out. They're great people. And uh, Natasha, thanks for setting that one up. So uh, kind of a, a peek behind the curtain, guys. This community that we're building is, is an amazing community. Um, and if there are 
people that you know who have amazing stories that should be highlighted on this show, uh, by all means, reach out to me, connect us, uh, make that happen. Some of our most recent and, and most downloaded episodes have happened that way. Eric Rimmensberger, uh, the cancer survivor, Scott Dolly, um, several others, this, even this one with Daniel that you're about to listen to have happened because, you know, people reached out and said, Hey, this guy should be on the show or, or you should talk to these people do this. So, uh, you know, help, help make this community grow. And along that same line of thought, you know, continue sharing the OPP. That's how we, we build this thing. That's how we get out there and help more people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you spend time on the computer. I'm sure you know people who spend even more time than you do on the computer. You are probably aware of uh, blocking blue light and the importance of hacking light. And I'm sure that you have a lot of friends who do the same. Make sure they hear this so that they know that there's more to optimizing your computer screen than just blocking the blue light. And that maybe what they're doing to block the blue light isn't blocking as much of the blue light as they think. That was definitely one of the big takeaways for me when I started using Iris. I was shocked at how much blue light was still coming through my screen. Um, iristech.co is where you can get uh, Iris. We'll have a link to that on the blog post for this, naturalstacks.com. And last piece of housekeeping notes. Guys, we love your reviews on iTunes. They help us tremendously. And when I read yours on the air, you will get uh, free Natural Stacks products. I'm going to read one right now from K Love to Dance 2, uh, founder and gyrotonic instructor. Five stars. This is one of the best podcasts on breakthroughs in health and nutrition out there. Being a self-declared biohacker and being super trendy in my research and diet on diet and health, I'm always eager to learn, eager to listen in to whatever topic Ryan has on the show. I have learned several helpful tips from several of the episodes, including the most recent accountability, growth, the gut health, sauna, ketone episodes, and now the cancer as metabolic and mitochondrial disease. Thank you for creating this informative educational podcast, Ryan. So K love to dance too. Thank you for your support. Thanks for the review. Email me Ryan at naturalstacks.com. We will get you a little care package. And finally, use the code krill eyes, K R I L L E Y E S krill eyes, uh, as in eye health. Uh, krill, our krill oil, the Natural Stacks Krill Oil, contains astaxanthin, which has been shown to help with eye health. And since this episode is all about protecting your eyes through the way we use our computer screen, uh, should you choose to add a supplement to your regimen that improves eye health, krill oil can help. Our krill oil with astaxanthin can help. Krill Eyes is the code. You will get 25% off your krill oil purchase at naturalstacks.com. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm going to pick it up with Daniel here. You guys enjoy this episode. Thanks as always for being here and tuning in to the OPP. All right, Daniel, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So on your website, you describe yourself as a failed Olympian. Uh, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that. What was your sport? Uh, I was training rowing, but I, I was not like failed Olympian because... I was not near Olympic level, but this was my dream from a kid. And I really wanted to be Olympic athlete one day. Okay. How do you think that your background as a high level competitive athlete uh, has helped you with this 
second portion of your professional career? Well, it helped a lot because uh, in sports you you build discipline, and uh, when you build your own business, you need a lot of discipline, and you face a lot of failures. So it's it's great to have some background in sports when there is a lot of competition everywhere. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how uh, you you've built some of that discipline into your work life. Well, for example, you you need to work all the time and this is really tiring. Uh, you need to say no to a lot of things like uh, going out with friends and all these things and you you need to put the hours like in the gym or in work in everything. You really need to be to do only one thing and this is something which sports uh, teach. All right. Good good stuff. Uh, so let's talk about Iris. I have it on my computer. I've been using it for about a week now. It is really, really cool. Um, for our listeners, I guess this will be a great time to introduce it. But Iris is software for eye protection, health, and productivity. It is so much more than the typical um, sleep or blue light hacks that we hear about. Yes. To, to me, the, the whole blue light thing and sleep, like that's, I, I, I don't want to downplay the importance of it, but to me, it's not something that I want to focus on on this particular podcast because I think all of that information is out there. We've talked about it sort of ad nauseum. Uh, you know, if, if you guys listening want more information on that, shoot me an email or a message and I can direct you to somewhere where you can hear more about that. So Daniel, as we talk about Iris, I really want to focus on the other aspects of how it helps people improve eye health. What made you get so interested in this in the beginning? So at 17, I started working as a programmer. And the first couple of months, it was okay, really great. I had two big monitors and to work all day, basically like eight or uh, 10 hours per day in front of the computers. But after some months, this, uh, this thing starts to start to burn my eyes and I started wearing sunglasses outside. This was the beginning. After some more time, I started using a lot of eye drops and uh, different, I don't know, supplements for the eyes because uh, I felt a lot of pain in the eyes from the monitors or from the lighting. And maybe after a year of this, I finally go to the eye doctor and uh, they prescribed me glasses. And this was the time in the point in which I decided that I need a change to change my lifestyle for a little bit. And I started reading everything about eye, eye health. I started doing exercise, you know, all these standard things. And I also think that the blue light is not, uh, is not the bigger problem of the screens. And from my research, it's, it's something. It's, it's not like uh, uh, having, not having blue light is uh, more healthy. Actually, it's not like uh, having blue light on the screen is the same as uh, removing the blue light from the screen. But actually, the bigger problem of computer monitors is the full suite modulation of uh, most modern monitors, which is basically the flicker rate of the monitor, the backlight of the monitor. 
So I just want to, that was, I know what you were trying to say, and that was a little hard for me to understand. I just want to, uh, for the sake of our listeners, the, you're saying the, the pulse rate. Yes. Okay. The pulse rate in the matrix. What, what is that? Well, every monitor to work uh, good, uh, the monitors are made of LED uh, lights, right? And uh, to because they are semiconductors, they need to turn on and off all the time to not to not burn and to extend their life. So the cheapest way to control the brightness of the monitor is to lower the flicker rate of this LED. And basically, this is uh, the thing which makes our eyes hurt. So this is why you don't feel eye pain when you look at the Kindle screen and read on it. Because it's not an LED. And it's not flickering all the time. It's like turning the light bulb in the room on and off all the time. This causes your uh, your iris to contract like a muscle. It's like uh, pumping whole day in the gym. <laughs> okay, that's a great analogy. So just to, to make sure I understand this and our listeners understand it, any any screen that's an LED screen is constantly going on and off so fast that maybe we don't necessarily notice it, but it is putting strain on our eyes and that's called the flicker rate. Yes, that's right. You can test this uh, in your home condition by basically turning your lights on and off and uh, taking a pictures of your eye. When uh, when the light is off, your your iris is bigger. You mm -hmm. know, the black thing of your eye is bigger mm -hmm. and when you put the light on, it, it contracts and becomes smaller. This is the way the tie works and um, this is how we light enters our eye, basically. So if we have a screen that's not uh, a Kindle, if we have yes. an LED screen that we have to look at all the time, how do we protect ourselves from this? Well, the, the first and basic way is to just uh, put your brightness of the monitor to the max. But this causes problems because to not feel eye pain, you also need to match your room lighting to the, uh, to the, to the monitor. Basically, the, the monitor should not be a light source in the room. It should look like a book all the time. So you're saying if, if we're working in the daytime and we have lights on in the room, then we want, um, the, how bright should the screen be? Basically, the problem is uh, during the night because during the day, the monitor is okay. But during the night, you see how your whole face is glowing. And this is the problem that Iris is actually solving. Uh, you can, with Iris, you can lower the brightness of the monitor and match it to the uh, room lighting without pull suite modulation and uh, with the, the biggest benefits to dyes. Basically, uh, the monitor is... The most healthy monitors are these with the highest possible flicker rate of the matrix behind. The healthiest monitors have the highest possible flicker rate? Yes. Or the eye-friendly monitors which are popular today, they have something called DC dimming. And this is, this is the more expensive way to manufacture monitors. And this is why these monitors are more expensive. But they don't have this problem. But 95% maybe of the monitors have this problem. Okay. So I'm sort of confused. The, the Kindle doesn't hurt our eyes because it doesn't flicker, correct? Yes, that's right. It's using so, A-Ink technology. 
So if, if not flickering is why it doesn't hurt our eyes, why do we want a high flicker rate on an LED? Because uh, the lower the flicker uh, rate, uh, the bigger the contractions of the eye. It's like, uh, mm, okay. I don't know how to explain, but uh, the, the bigger the breaks between the flicker, the more, uh, the more the eye has, uh, have more time to adapt. And this makes bigger contractions of the iris and it's hurting our eyes more. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you're saying brightness is not necessarily a factor during the day. So we don't, we don't necessarily need to dial back the brightness on our screen during the daytime. Well, because most of the time our, our room is well lit and uh, with good lighting during the day. But during the night, when there is no light, it's uh, it's a little bit straining to the eyes to to not match your monitor to the room lighting. Okay, so maybe a best practice for computer and cell phone or any screen would be to keep the brightness at the minimal uh, necessary level to see what we're doing, whether that's nighttime or daytime. Yes, it's something like this. And if you watch the people, we normally do this uh, without even realizing it because we feel it. So you, when you, when you're during the night, you normally put the slider to the brightness on your phone to low level because you feel better this way. Right, right. Um, okay, so one of the other best practices that you recommend is to take breaks. Why is this and, and how frequently should we be taking breaks? Well, this is what doctors recommend, actually. This is how I started. In, in the first month, Iris was just one program which uh, was locking my screen to force myself to look at distant objects. But the standard <laughs> practice is because you need to... Our eyes are made for movements. And when we sit in front of the computer, we just don't move our eyes. We just focus and we are not made for reading. We are not made for... Uh, yes, for reading. And we're made for hunting and fast time movements, looking at distance and uh, basically tracking objects. Right. Objects. And you need to, to exercise your eyes like this, to look at distant objects, to move them left or right. And this is why doctors recommend to take breaks from time to time. There is some rule called 20-20-20, which is on every 20 minutes. Stand up from your PC for 20 seconds and look at the object at 20 feet distance. Hmm, I like that. So every 20 minutes, stand up for 20 seconds and look at something 20 feet away. Yes, this was the doctor recommendation. At the beginning, I was doing like uh, 30 minutes and 5 minute splits. It was like something like Pomodoro. Right, right. So that's... 20 minutes is probably better for your eyes than going 30. It depends on the person, but this but is, that's also going to give you more breaks. I mean, there's, there's three of those in an hour compared to two. And if that adds yes. up over, you know, if you're looking at an eight hour day, that's an additional eight breaks uh, for yes. your eyes. That's right. Actually, I, today I don't take any breaks at all because I know how to set up my, my iris and my monitor to not feel I pain at all. But before developing these features of Iris, this was really, I really needed the breaks from the PC. Right. Okay. Well, 
I do want to ask you how you have your iris set up and, and we'll go through all of the different uh, modes and types in a few minutes, but I want to keep kind of talking about some of the background of this first. Um, you know, another thing that I've picked up from, from your work is that we blink 66% less than we do normally when we're using the computer. Why yeah. is that? Because, uh, your eyes, uh, move on the screen when you read and something called cascades and you you need when you read you need uh, you need to focus and focus you don't need to blink basically even uh, when you read not using computers you blink less and this is i don't know this is how biology made us okay so is it is it the act of reading or is it the screen that causes re reduced blinking it's the act of reading, but uh, when your screen is blurry and you use blurry fonts and uh, letters, it's actually, you blink even less because it's uh, more harder for your eyes to focus on the screen, to focus on some point. You need rough edges to focus. And when you read on paper, this is a lot easier. Okay. So are there some fonts that are better than others to be using for our eye health? Well, both uh, Microsoft and uh, Mac has something like phone smoothing. If you disable this, uh, your whole operation systems will look ugly, but this is actually better for the eyes. Uh, it's particularly unhealthy on Mac, MacBooks because the phone smoothing is really big and there is a lot of boring on the edges of the letters. Uh, Iris has this feature uh, in the phone section to, to disable the phone smoothing because it's, it's a little hackerish to do it without software. <laughs> okay, and that's font muting? Smoothing, smoothing. Smoothing. Smoothing, yes. Smoothing, okay, font smoothing, gotcha. Um, I have not played with that on Iris yet. Basically, uh, Verdana and Arial are more healthy fonts than uh, Times New Roman. Uh, what was the name? Sun. Sans serifs fonts. I'm not sure which was serif and sans serif, but I think sans serif are Arial and Verdana, and they're more healthy than serif fonts like Times New Roman and Helvetica and other. Okay, all right, Arial or Verdana. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, so here's another thing. This is interesting, and, and maybe you can speak to um, this one, Daniel. But for our listeners, you know, something that I've talked about in the past to help with the reduction of blue light was that I have a blue light blocker, uh, an actual screen, uh, like a, um, you know, if you have a cell phone and you have a cell phone protector screen uh, or screen protector on your cell phone, I have one of those on both my phone and my laptop that is a blue blocking screen. So it's actually a film, uh, you know, transparent that goes across your screen. And when I installed Iris yes. and turned the blue light all the way down just to see what it looked like, I was amazed at just how different my screen looked. And, you know, even when I turned it up to, you know, sort of a moderate level, I was amazed at how different the screen looked. And that was an indicator to me that that blue light blocking screen really wasn't doing a whole lot. So my question is, I have since taken it off. Do blue blocking screens work? Uh, why? Work. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I'll continue the question. Well, I, why did my screen look so different uh, with that? Uh, I mean, in my mind, if that was truly blocking blue light, I should not have noticed a difference when I messed with the settings on Iris. Yes. So the thing is that um, the blue blocking glasses and blue blocking filters are are good, but they block only one wavelength on the blue light. They they block the the so-called harmful UV spectrum in the really left end of the of the course, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why you don't see much of a difference because this is a color which you normally don't see, right? It's okay. like uh, UV light. Right. But monitors, um, they emit blue light from, from all colors. Even from green, they also emit blue light. And I, I'm not sure which is more effective, but Iris sometimes blocks a lot of more blue light, but it messes up the colors. A, a little bit more. This is this is the difference between the the software products and the the blue blocking products. For example, Iris, Fuchs, and all other softwares. They they reduce the blue light from from the blue light from green light and not not from red but from blue and also green light. And this uh, this for the most part reduces more uh, more blue light than the filters and the glasses. And it's it's more healthy, but if you want uh, more perfect colors, the the overlay and the glasses uh, works better. Yeah, I will definitely definitely uh, agree with that. the The amount of blue light coming from my screen is so much lower than anything I've ever experienced before. But you're right; it does impact the appearance. Um, and I think that's somewhere where, you know, users, that's what I like about Iris is that it allows the user to, uh, you know, decide where on that spectrum they want to be. And, and as you said, at night, when it's most critical, you could actually turn it down to like a zero. And during the day, you could keep it somewhere in the mid range. And even what I've noticed is that the mid range on Iris or something like Flux is still significantly less blue light than with blue blockers or the screen protector. Yes, that's right. We even measure it several times with spectrometers and stuff like this because this is important. So actually, for um, because a lot of people use sunglasses and actually the blue blocking glasses is something like sunglasses. You can also use sunglasses instead of blue blocking glasses and spend a lot of less money for this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Iris. Um, you have several different types and modes that people can choose from, uh, which I think is really cool. But let's sort of go through uh, some of the options. Um, well, I guess before we do that, how would you describe Iris to our listeners? Well, Iris is software which makes monitors healthy for dice without uh, some, uh, like... Uh, it's based on science. It's not based on some myths, but uh, it uh, doesn't replace like playing outside for kids. <laughs> 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 Nothing does. But uh, basically everything that you've already mentioned, uh, these were things that you learned and, and sort of explored yourself and then you built them into um, this really cool software called Iris that allows people sort of this 
interface that has controls where you can basically just slide a, uh, it's almost like looking at a mixer board in a, you know, sound mixing studio and you just slide them up and down to get your screen to look the way you want it to at any given time. Um, Daniel, it's really, it's really cool. You've got things in here like glossy versus matte. Talk about uh, why that's a difference um, and, and how that impacts our eye health. So the problem with glossy screens is that most people don't realize, but uh, glossy screens have a lot of reflections. And reflections make the double image on the monitor. And this is, our brain tries to focus on the two images and this causes a lot of confusion and night pain. So the made screens are better because they diffuse light and don't uh, make double images on the screen. This is really simple and uh, but most people don't realize it. For example, the benefit of glossy screens is that you have perfect colors. This is really good, really great for designers and artists and people who really need perfect colors, but for most people, made screens are actually really better for the eye health. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's ever since reading that, I've really noticed more than ever, you know, how much of that double image I'm seeing, like I'm looking at my screen now. And I mean, I can completely see my own reflection if I focus on that, but I'm, you know, I also realize how, I guess, subconsciously I'm blocking that out when I'm looking at my screen and doing the work that I'm there to do. Yes. And this call, uh, you need a lot of concentrations and, uh, you strain your eyes this way, actually. Yeah. Um, so how do we change that in Iris? Mm, you can change this in, you can buy uh, overlay, which is something like made coating. But with Iris, you just, uh, it's, it's not a magical fix. Like it's, uh, it can improve your vision and eye health a lot, but it's not a magical fix for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for that one, we can't lean on iris. We have to buy that ourselves. Yeah. What should what should we look for in a screen filter if we were going to try to get one that uh, reduced the, that kind of reflection or glossiness? Well, they are they are all the same. Actually. Okay, you, you just uh, buy made screen or buy it, um, made coating to yes to put okay. on a gloss screen. All right. Well, we already talked about brightness and blue light. Both of those we can toggle, um, you know, any way we want. Uh, talk a little bit about the background color. So this is, I'm not sure if this is uh, science-based, but we as programmers and as people who like uh, to work during the night as night owls or other people, I, I, for example, like to work on dark teams, write code on dark teams. And I have this problem that most pro programs don't have a black team. And with Iris, I decided to solve this by basically inverting the colors of the screen. This way, the white becomes black and the black becomes white. And it's really, I don't know, I, I like it. I find it comfortable to dance. Well, this is something that I've noticed. Uh, I haven't found a way to do it in iBooks, but on Kindle Reader, uh, you can you can do this. You can invert your screen so that the black, the background is black and the text is white, as opposed to text being white and words being black. And especially reading after dark, you know that's a huge relief for my eyes. Yes, and basically the science behind this is that you 
the monitoring meets less light. And this is also related to the brightness. It's like with the brightness thing, but you don't realize it. It's something like this. Okay. I have not played with that one uh, extensively on my computer yet. Does that change um, you know, every program that you're running or just certain programs? Yes, every program. It's called programming mode. I think it's the yeah. fourth mode. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about these different modes. You've got health, sleep, reading, programming, biohacker, sunglasses, movie, overlay. Basically, these are, uh, it's, it's like if you went into a, uh, a restaurant and they already had several different pizzas that you could order instead of a make your own. It's, you know, here's, here's some of our favorites with all these presets that are already determined. Um, you know, what does each one of these do for us? Well, the health mode is uh, something which I use and uh, which is recommended by a lot of doctors. I recently also added a uh, third transition for during sleep time, which is uh, details, but uh, you don't need this. The health mode is basically to just click it and have healthy eyes. It works automatically. And all different modes are, are modes which uh, people use. For example, the sleep mode removes all the blue light. And this way, uh, your melatonin secretion is the is really good and you will wind down in bed faster. The reading mode removes uh, a pixel flicker by uh, making the colors grayscale. This is something which we found by by trial and error, basically. <laughs> I was trying with different uh, things to remove this pixel flicker of the backlight. The programming mode is the inversion thing, uh, which makes the white black and the black white. There is a biohacker mode, which is a combination between sleep and programming. This is what a lot of biohackers wanted me to add, and uh, I just call it the biohacker mode. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I have that one on right now, actually. Uh, I just switched to that as we were talking, and that's that gives you the inverted black-white. You know, it's, it's a black background with white text, and then you have basically that uh, that nighttime look to it with zero blue light. And I would encourage people to, to try this and see what it looks like. It's, it's amazing how, I mean, basically my screen looks like black and red right now. That's it. Um, and, and that was the big one to me when I did that with the blue blocker on and it changed that dramatically. Um, it's it, like putting your eyes on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the sunglasses mode is something which I added recently. It's uh, like uh, you for people who use uh, glasses, blue blockers. It only reduces the brightness during the night. Basically, all modes, the basic idea is to automatically reduce the blue light and the brightness during the night. And all do something similar. Well, the other thing I noticed, we, we just traveled this past weekend and uh, I was working outside and I used the sunglasses mode outside because I was wearing sunglasses and it really helped, you know, to see the screen with sunglasses on, you know, better than normal. Yes, because it, it, uh, it doesn't dim the screen so much uh, in the blue light spectrum. Okay. Uh, the interesting mode is uh, the movie mode, actually, which is I was watching a lot of movies with dark scenes, for example, this creepy uh, you know, <laughs> uh, scary movies. Yeah, they all uh, all the time have uh, black scenes, and I didn't see anything on the screen. 
And it was uh, something which I was thinking a lot of time, how to fix this, how to see more cores. And this basically makes the black cores a little more uh, white cores. And you can watch uh, these dark movies and not strain your eyes a lot like this. Now, would that one be, um, because it's bringing in more color, would that one sort of be one that we would want to avoid if we're working long hours on the computer? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you don't need them because it also puts the blue light to the maximum. So it's not so healthy mode, but again, some, it, um, when, when people were opening Iris before several months, uh, it was something like a program with 25 pages of settings and all users were confused. So I needed to make it a little bit more user friendly. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, so as we look at, I'm, I'm sort of toggling through some of the settings right now. And whenever you click on one of these, you get uh, these two numbers. I want you to explain these for us where uh, we see sort of a percentage and then something in the thousands. Like a, on the biohacker mode, for example, I see 0K at 80%. What does that mean? So the K thing is the core temperature of the screen. The core temperature is basically the lightness of the screen it's measuring kelvins and the second thing is the brightness level it's from 100 percent to maybe you can go down to five percent i think and these are the two important numbers for most of the users okay and if there was a general recommendation you know that's that percentage is what we were talking about earlier with the brightness we want to sort of keep that at the lowest percentage that still allows us to easily and comfortably see the screen? Well, I put it uh, on 80 or 70% during the night because lower than this causes my eyes to hurt more. And more than this, it's not matching the room lightness. Okay. Okay. So, and basically a lot of old people use Iris and uh, at the beginning it was 50%, but they don't, didn't see anything on the screen. It, this was a problem for new users. Right, right. Yeah, that's one thing I will say is, you know, with all of the blue light turned off, it makes it more difficult to sort of navigate through some of my icons. I never realized how much I relied on the color of the icon uh, to choose things. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, all right, Daniel, something else that you've done that's really cool through software, uh, you have something called Vision that is software for the colorblind. Tell us about that. Well, this is a new project which I made this year. It basically allows people with, uh, with Daltonism or color vision deficiency to see more colors by basically replacing the cores which they don't see with cores which they normally see and placing the cores like nuances of other cores, something like this. Nuances of the colors that they do see. Yes, that's right. Okay. Uh, how does that work in the brain? Well, it's not a brain game. It's like uh, helping because they have missing uh, rods and cones for for cores right uh it's not a break thing this is a bi biology thing 
basically you just place the cores they don't see to the cores they can see like nuances and i'm not sure if i explain it good but it's actually hard to explain <laughs> right <normal language. laughs> yeah that's true i mean you're, you're doing a great job for not your native language um so the the rods and the cones are able to pick up nuances of the colors that they do see and they can distinguish between those hues and shades and it may be it's, it's not that they're interpreting it as the color that they don't see it's just that they can distinguish between those hues yes that's right that's right Okay. So somebody who was maybe blue green or, or red green colorblind is not seeing a color necessarily that they couldn't see before. They're just seeing greater contrast in the colors that they do see. Yes. And this helps a lot of colorblind people to see better. To see right. Better. Right. Less. It, it, the first software of its kind, basically. Um, right. Yeah. That's, it's really cool. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to understand what it is that they're seeing differently. So I guess imagine like my dad is red, green, colorblind. So in, in some, some instances, I mean, all he sees is like gray. So it's sort of making that gray scale wider so that there's more variance within that scale yes, or spectrum. That's right. Something like this. Okay. Yes. Right. So he he can distinguish, for example, between socks. Uh, I, I know a lot of people with the socks problem. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. have socks and they are different colors. They can dis distinguish them. No. Right. Right. Um, all right, Daniel. Where can folks get more, um, uh, learn more about Iris, and where can they get it? Well, from the from the website, basically, I try to improve it every day. There are a lot of to-dos because Iris is new software, but the software part is really great. I wrote documentation like 150 pages, but it really needs a lot of more explanations, more uh, tutorials for people. I did one TED Talk recently, which explains uh, most of the things which Iris does in five minutes with my broken English. <laughs> so <laughs> there is subtitles. So some good guy made subtitles, but yeah. Yes, okay. The Iris website. Uh, okay. I'll grab that and uh, we'll put that on the show notes as well. So people can check that out. Um, where do you envision this going? What potential do you see in the next three years, five years for, for this sort of technology? On every PC. <laughs> Dream big, right? <laughs> on every PC. Iris on every PC. Yeah. And, and I mean, aside from, from that level of uh, like distribution, I mean, are, are there, are there other functions that you can do with it? And like, you know, similar to the way vision is, is helping colorblind people. I mean, what else could be done with this? So something I did recently is uh, something called dark mode, which uh, reduces the, the like on the edges of the screen. It's basically makes, uh, the light from the screen less, which is good. I also, there are a lot of bug fixes. For example, the mouse disappears from time to time. You need, some people need to pause Iris automatically when they start Photoshop. And this was uh, a real improvement. Uh, there is also, I need to make it great for phones and for every operating system. I think for, for PC, Iris is almost complete, almost perfect, but for, for phones and uh, for Chromebooks and many other 
platforms, maybe for TVs also, there is a lot of work to be done. Okay. So if I, uh, I've got the pro version uh, and it's only on my computer, what do I need to do to get it on my phone? I wasn't even aware that it was available on phones. So in, for example, on Android, there is uh, Iris Mini, which is free. And there is some pro version, but they're not so great like the desktop version. On When you go to the website, there is a button for every platform, basically. If you open the website and click download from your Android phone, it will automatically redirect you from where to download it. There is also version for iOS, but it's really tricky because you need to reinstall it every week. This is caused by Apple restrictions of this kind of software. You know the problem with Flux and like this, Apple has night shift integrated mm -hmm. and they don't want competition. Ah, uh, okay. So they don't want the competition, so they're forcing those two to have to be reinstalled every single week. Mm, yes, or to have uh, jailbroken for. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, do you envision that changing in the future? Well, Maybe. I, I here, how to? Uh, I will make a browser like Chrome and Firefox, um, but for eye protection. And mm. this will be, not be whole system solution, but it will be application level solution. Basically, you can when you browse the internet, which is what ninety percent of the time people do, you will have the whole iris protection on your phone mm. in the all stores. Okay. I like that. That's sneaky. Maybe maybe once you get Iris on every single computer in five years and you get it as big as you want, Apple will just buy it from you. I don't know. I don't care much about the money. I just don't. I found uh, at the beginning, I was like, why is nobody working on this? My eyes hurt. And I wrote to the Flux guys at the beginning and then don't answer to me. And this was the point which I added the blue light to Iris. At the beginning, Iris was only the break reminder. Lock my screen, force myself to get up. But after I didn't find any good blue blocking software, I decided to make my own. So your original intention was to sort of marry these other um, abilities that Iris has with Flux. Yes, this was my intention. <laughs> like, wow. I just wanted to find a program which uh, does everything which I want, and there was no such program. Right. And, you know, you decide to create your own. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, where do people get Iris? What's the website? The website is irisstage.co. It's not com, it's .co. The domain is like, I don't know, but <laughs> it, it, this was uh, my first domain, so <laughs> it was not so original. There is also irismini.com, irismicro.com, but iristech.co is the main website. Okay. Uh, iristech.co. We'll put a link to all of those on the blog post for this for you guys listening. Uh, make sure you go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the... Uh, all the links, resources, uh, the TED talk, that uh, speech that Daniel gave, and links to um, Iris and all those resources. Daniel, last question. We want to know your top three tips to live optimal. Work like hell. 
don't care what other people say and actually you need to say no to, and say no to a lot of things this were my maybe the first thing which came to my mind i'm really a person of focus i, I like to focus on only one thing and work on it i like it those are great daniel thanks for hanging out with us on the show today uh we were grateful for your time and for you guys listening make sure you share this episode with the people in your life who you know spend a lot of time looking at computer screens um you probably if you listen to this show you've no doubt heard about blue light blue blockers you probably know some people that try to block blue light or hack their lights in their home in their office whatever uh, make sure you share this with them let them know uh, that there's something bigger going on with their screens and that there is a solution out there um Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. When we read your review on the show, we will hook you up with free natural sex products. And remember, we've got the astaxanthin in krill oil. And there's a krill oil code for you guys with this episode. And that is krill I. So that is K-R-I-L-L-E-Y-E-S. The word krill, the word eyes, krill eyes. And you will save 25% on your bottle of krill oil. Daniel, thanks a ton for hanging out with us, man. This has been great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.